Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the film, the original Netflix film, Thunder Force, starring Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Ben Falcone, Palm. Ah, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, where's where I know her from? Palm Clematif, I think. Jason Bateman, Taylor Mosby. Bobby Cannavale, Melissa Ponzio, and a few other people. But essentially, this movie is about these two friends who are misfits. They come from different sides of the city. One is somebody who most people think of as a nerd. The other is more of a, I don't even know what to describe her as, but she doesn't really fit in with everybody else. (laughs) Not quite. But they become friends, they grow apart, um, then they meet about 20 years later and team up to fight what's called the Miscreants, who are destroying the city. But what did you get from Thunder Force? I, you know, I enjoy everything that Melissa McCarthy is in, right? Um, and she's hilarious. <laughs> and this was great for the, for the body comedy. Um, that she is known for. Um, I think it was an interesting pair, her and Octavia Spencer. Obviously, Octavia Spencer, you know, the more dramatic role, um, usually um, the deeper characters. So it was neat to see her in, in kind of this goofy movie, um, this comic book uh, style comedy. It was a team up that I would not have put together um myself but it was it was fun to watch it was it was a little goofy story nothing too serious nothing too amazing but um definitely an interesting pair yeah it's a pretty interesting pair you know i actually enjoyed this movie more than i thought but this movie is nothing special um (laughs) melissa mccarthy she comes with her usual tricks and octavia spencer She's pretty plain in this movie. Um, I'm not sure if they really gave her much to do in this one, but not much going on with her. Yeah, she she was kind of, she was kind of a background character almost. I mean, obviously the whole story plot you know revolves around her and her work, but um, as far as the action or anything like that, it's mainly Melissa McCarthy. Um, and I think that was I guess a writing choice. I mean, I feel like you could have found more ways to. Um, have her be involved, but definitely took like a background seat, felt like. Yeah, she definitely took a background seat, especially when it came to the powers that they got. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll go, we'll go more into detail about that, but um, you know, it's it's a good watch for your first one, or the, the first watch, but after that, I mean, it's probably not as funny. Um, I can see Melissa McCarthy kind of getting a little obnoxious if you watch it more than once (laughs) but i still think some of the slapstick comedy is still pretty good 
I mean, at least funny. That's objectively funny, though. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would uh, agree. <laughs> I think she always has gotten me on that the slapstick stuff. I don't know about everything else. <laughs> she has some deeper <laughs> moments sometimes in her films. This one, I mean, she was definitely the comedic relief goofy the entire time. Um, some of it I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, some, <laughs> some of the things she said. Some of the jokes lingered for like a little too long. Um, a couple of times. The Urkel one. That <laughs> oh, come on, move to the next scene. <laughs> Which it was, and they did a game with Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was funny. It did go on for long, but I enjoyed watching her imitate <laughs> for a solid minute. It was, <laughs> it was too long. It it wasn't really hitting. I, maybe it hit whenever she was acting it out in front of everybody else, but subjectively it did not hit. That one did not. It felt like she kept doing it until she heard the audience laugh. Like <laughs> <laughs> the studio crowd. <laughs> she kept going back to it. Um, and stuff like that. I mean, it's almost awkward, funny. Um, well, that happened a couple of times. Yeah. That was probably the biggest one. <laughs> well, I think they tried to have a lot of those awkward, funny moments, um, like with that guy who was the old classmate who was trying to tell a knock knock joke, which really wasn't funny at all. Um, he just he I mean, I don't know if you felt like just the situation was funny, but I didn't. I, I, I thought they just should have just left that out. I mean, he played no essential role in the film. Yeah, it definitely didn't have to be there. And it never amounted to a joke. I mean, he was telling a bad joke, and that was supposed to be funny. And it, I mean, it was. Um, but they did, they hung on that one for a little long, too. Um, and it definitely, it could have been like a blooper, um, you know, at the end of a, they don't do so many of those anymore, but it could have been in a blooper reel. It would have been just as funny, if not funnier. Yeah, some things need to be left in the cutting floor. And I think that deserved to be. And there's a couple of weird moments where I guess they're like dream sequences. Yes. Or just like, what is going on? <laughs> Middle of a fight scene turns into like a dance. <laughs> that whole dance scene. I'm like, what? what is this? And then, I mean, there's just kind of like a whole weird thing with whoever, well, the, the guy that she's dancing with. But let's, let's say, okay, before we get, go into spoilers, do you have any other things? Uh, no, I mean, I think it was, it's it's nice um, seeing this, this uh, comic book genre, you know, spanned pretty far. You have the serious stuff, the scary stuff, the pure comedies. Um, it lends itself well to it. And I'm glad to see that being used in that way. Um, and I think it's also, you know, they're obviously not the stereotypical people you'd pick to be the lead in a superhero film, right? They're usually the, the people who are in trouble, um, middle-aged, <laughs> average size, American, black woman or white you woman. You said average size? Aver average size American is everything you think. Uh, <laughs> so you can look that up. <laughs> you can look that up wow. Make you feel bad. Wow. But, um, yeah, that just... <laughs> <laughs> not people you would, not not the cardboard cutout Hollywood. You're, you're a superhero. No, I think that was part of the joke. 
Um, they tried to play a few jokes on that with them getting out of a car. Um, didn't really land for me. It was kind of like, okay, let's get to the next thing. But, I mean, it was fine. I guess I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, they stayed on that a couple times. They did the, um, they, you know, joked about the, you know, them not fitting in the car, um, getting in another Lamborghini very slow. Um, and they stayed on that one for a little bit too. Oh, this the suits not being able to be washed. They smell really bad. That's right. Because I mean, who's washing these kinds of suits? Right. I imagine Doctor Strange doesn't take off his cape to put it through the wash. You know. Well, it's alive. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't stink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those gloves. It can wash itself. Those <laughs> just in the shower. Um, <laughs> or Black Widow's leather. Uh, or Hawkeye, oh, yeah. Thor. They, they probably, probably have multiple that. like clothes. Just hanging up, just <laughs> identical, <laughs> identical suits hanging up in the closet. Who knows? But no one talks about it, and they talked about it. They said they don't wash them because uh, it's hard. So, but no, we can get into the story. Okay, so we have Octavia Spencer. Her parents died from what's called. Uh, well, the villains that they, they call them miscreants. So it's basically another way for saying a bad person who breaks the law. That's what a miscreant is. Um, and it was caused by this random laser that hit the earth. And it seems like it only hit bad people. Because right. all the people who have powers are, are bad. Um, but she vows that she's going to avenge her parents' death by becoming something special and fighting off the miscreants. Um, and I think she had moved to another school or something because of this, because of uh, her parents passing away. She had to live with her grandmother and she was picked on for the most part for just being smart. Um, but somebody who grew attached to her was Melissa McCarthy's character, who was a misfit herself. But, you know, she wasn't afraid to stand up to people and she helped out Octavia Spencer's character and they grew to like each other and become friends. But then they split up once it got to, I think it was around college or high school, um, where Octavia Spencer, she was just thinking about her future, you know, um, what's her name? Uh, Melissa McCarthy's character. She was the one who was kind of holding Octavia Spencer's character back. Or at least she felt that way. So that's where they split up. And about maybe 20 years later, Melissa McCarthy, she has a construction job. Their high school reunion is going to come up. And um, she's trying to get back in contact with Octavia Spencer. But during this time, Octavia Spencer, she's built this huge company. They're developing things. I don't think at that time, before we got to where we saw her, that they knew that she was developing a superhero power or <laughs> serum. But that's what she was doing. Um, Melissa McCarthy was try just trying to get her to the high school reunion. Uh, but she ends up kind of flaking on them. And Melissa McCarthy, she goes to find Octavia Spencer. And she's like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then that's where some of the dumb stuff starts happening because Melissa McCarthy, she thinks that 
this chair that is in the, the lab area where Octavia Spencer is, her, her office area, she thinks it's a massage chair and it ends up being the place where they insert the serum into whoever it was going to be. I think it was Octavia Spencer. Right. This. She is supposed to get it. Yeah. Um, and the serum, I guess there's only one of them and they don't have any other ones. <laughs> no, it took five years to make. No way to duplicate it. Uh, so we're just stuck with Melissa McCarthy as super strong person now. Um, but to her defense, that did not look like a medical setup. Definitely looked like a spa. Uh, <laughs> so she shouldn't have touched anything, but she did. Um, she was still an idiot, though. And uh, of course, hijinks, hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah, and for the first serum that she took, there's multiple uh, serums that she has to take for it to come to fruition where she has the full power. So if she doesn't take that or take the serums after that, then she will probably end up dying because Melissa McCarthy, she just wants to just, you know, leave at this point because um, she doesn't want to be a part of this because she's like, I don't want to be a superhero or whatever. I don't want to fight crime. I was just trying to get my friend to come to a high school reunion. Um, but she gets mixed up into things and they start training her. And then Octavia Spencer, she starts taking uh, pills to get get her, her new superpowers. Along with, um, she, she also has a daughter who's very smart, graduated at 15 from Stanford. Um, and they're just going through a lot of training sessions at this point. Right, lots of training montages. With full of the body comedy, you know, people getting thrown around, smacked around, um, you know. <laughs> mostly, yeah, mostly Melissa McCarthy. Right. We don't have we almost we don't have any training of Octavia Spencer's character. Um, although she says she's tired of training train? at one point, but we never see it. But what is there to train? Well, I mean, for one, the fact that she can just be and in, go invisible. Without trying, I mean that says a lot, right? Usually, <laughs> in these things, no matter what the power is, it takes some kind of concentration. I mean, remember, um, old school one or um, Invisible Woman hit those nosebleeds every time she <laughs> tried to use the force fields. That's how you knew it was working. She struggled, right? She just squinted really hard. Um, but in this one, she just thinks and invisible, so no training really necessary. Although she said she is tired of training at one point. Um, so I again, I'm the screen. I'm guessing just tired of taking pills because that's how she got her power. Right, taking a simple little pill, um, while Melissa McCarthy is stabbed in the face repeatedly, <laughs> multiple times, and of course she doesn't like it. It's very uncomfortable, um, but she's able to heal very quickly. That's a part of her super strength power. Um, but for uh, Octavia Spencer's character, her power, she just turns invisible. There's really nothing else to it. No. She, she <laughs> turns invisible and, and she uses a, a taser. Which is <laughs> cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wonder is, is anybody regulating this? Was like... The police don't really get involved in anything until the end of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like no one was. <laughs> it's also unclear how Octavia Spencer was uh, rich or had this company. Was it grants? Was it, you know, because she had this huge company before she made the pill. So it was mm-hmm. unclear how she has these funds. Um, but they just gloss over all that because it's just a comedy. And it, yeah, that's all it needed to be. Um, <laughs> so all that, all that stuff that, you know, the details didn't quite matter to the characters in this at all. No, um, there's a lot of jokes, some character moments here or there, and some fighting. I mean, nothing amazing. Right. We got a, a villain who was obvious since the beginning, someone running for mayor, uh, who just you know looks evil, um, <laughs> who's using the bad guys to his advantage um, to win mayor of Chicago so he can want to be president. Um I liked how low how liked how low the stakes were. Like this is obviously a global problem. I would imagine it's not just deviants or um was it miscreants. not deviants? Miscreants um in <laughs> Chicago, but um that's all the place we're talking about. <laughs> it's just well, local politics. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess that was a good thing to just focus on one place than a world ending event. True. We ha- we haven't seen a local event like that in some time. Um, maybe since like the original Spider-Man's. Um, or yeah, really. Um, so that was, that was, it was nice. It was like, it was like a cartoon Scooby-Doo cartoon level threat, which was nice. Yeah. They just had to uncover who was behind the mask, but the person who was the villain, he revealed himself pretty early on. Like, he didn't really try to hide it that much, at least to his opposing, uh, the the heroes in this case. Um, Because really he wants them to join his team because he's controlling other miscreants so he can control the race to win. Um, But he ends up losing and he's a sore loser. So <laughs> he's just going to kill everybody and blame it on the Thunder Force. Right. I kind of skipped through a good bit, but that's uh, the gist of it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much the storyline. I mean, of course, there's some funny jokes um, with one of the uh, henchmen, you could say, uh, who has... Crab guy. Yeah, he has crab claws <laughs> for hands and arms. Has some funny moments with... Um, with uh, Melissa's character um, as she's in love with crabs uh, and has a thing for raw meat. You know, Olivia Spencer's character, Emily, doesn't have many side effects, if any, that are talked about in the film. Um, but Melissa's character is addicted to raw chicken, like turns her on. It's all she wants to eat, <laughs> raw chicken. So her body um, can get pure amino acid and protein, right? And he, they, she shares that with Claw Guy, um, gets an in and what's going on with the bad guys. This Claw's kind of like a double agent kind of, at this point, working with Thunder Force. Um, so there's some funny moments there. Um, well, let's back up to him. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's back up to the Crab Guy. He's almost harmless. He really doesn't do anything. He doesn't beat up anybody. He's just there. 
He's just right. there for some jokes. Because there is a little uh, gas station robbery that they're trying to intercept. I think it's their first mission. Um, doesn't go completely well, but they stop the, the crime. And the crab guy is ahead of it. All of his henchmen are knocked out. And he's like, oh, well, come on, guys, let's go. Get up. And they're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, he's like, you guys aren't going to kill us. So come on, just let us go. Because um, I guess the police just don't matter in this situation. No, because I think the point was like, what are the police going to do? All they, they do something at the end. But it's like, um, I guess attempted robbery is a crime. Um, so they weren't successful, but it was, I mean, it's still a crime. Um, oh, but Thunder Force. Like, robbery. Yeah. Thunder Force wasn't necessarily working with the police at the moment. So I guess they're just being Batman. And there's no real authority in that. So. Let us go. That's where the Joker lives, I guess. Same, same thing. Same issue. Just let us go. You can't stop us, right? You citizens arrest. I mean that that's pretty weak, but that's all you got. Yeah, I, I guess it's a it's a true reality in a way. Right. It's a, really right. a com- like a, a commentary on the superhero films. Because what authority do they have? You can just show up and do stuff. That's also against the law. They could sue you for assault, right? Um, just because yeah. I was in the act of robbing a place, and you beat me up. I mean, I, I didn't ask for that. Imagine going to court for that. I'm, I'm sure people would. I'm sure they would. Because you well, know, in some states, you know, if there's someone robbing your house in some states, if you shoot a uh, fire warning, right? You sh- let's say you shoot your pistol in the air to scare away the uh, robber. That's against the law in some places. You can't shoot just like that. Or if a robber breaks into your house and then trips and breaks his leg, he could sue you, right? Um, it has happened. So they had a good point. <laughs> He trips over his own shoelace. Right. This house is dangerous. The floor was uneven. Well, wow. you, you just mopped the floor. There was no Look, wet floor sign. No wet floor sign. No warning at all. Look at that. <laughs> I'll see you in Silver Court. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, he's completely harmless. He, he's a part of the villain team. Um, but he is a double agent. He kind of reminded me of um, this character. It's early on in this show. I don't think you've watched it, but One Punch Man. Mm. There's like this big, giant crab-looking guy. He's half crab, half human. And, you know, he's just boasting. I think his name is called Crab Lante. <laughs> <laughs> You got to watch it. You got to watch One Punch Man, at least the first season. Um, but it's it's really kind of like commentary on superheroes and how the big giant boasting monologuing villain is and how they're they end up being nothing. Mm-hmm. But he is one of those characters in One Punch Man, this guy called Crab Lante. Um, and it just reminded me of that. But 
I think it's in the first couple of episodes, but you just got to watch it. Watch One Punch Man. One day I will. <laughs> How many times have you said that? One day. It just has not happened yet. Uh, you, just just go ahead and do it. Just just watch <laughs> One Punch Man. It's really good. It's it's better than I thought it was going to be. But it's, it's really good. Um, really funny. A lot of action. But this crab guy in Thunder Force is pretty harmless. Uh, really doesn't do much. I'm, I'm surprised that the king, that's the main villain, why he didn't kill him. He's pretty much the only smart guy on his team, right? Because, I mean, the assassin woman, she's pretty stupid um, and very awkward. Uh, all the other henchmen are just goofy. Uh, so he's the only one with some sense. I guess so, but he just has crab arms. Right. That really aren't relevant to most of the story. Yeah. I mean, he's like SpongeBob, not able to pick up a cup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his arms are useless. Right. They're not strong. Um, I don't does he fight at all with them? I don't think he does. He doesn't do anything. Even when the king is fighting um Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, he just hides and runs. He's the one who told them where to go and he just runs out the room, just hide behind the um furniture. <laughs> he's he's harmless. Yeah. I mean, and the king was just killing his henchmen left and right. Um, when he lost the 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 race for mayor, he kicked at the head of a statue and killed one of his henchmen and asked why he was in the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, this man is just killing people left and right, his own henchmen. No mercy. Yeah, no mercy. Um, I'm sure he probably wouldn't do that to the laser woman. She was pretty dangerous. Right. Not she was dangerous. Though. She's just weird. That was her thing. <laughs> Socially awkward. I think her stare was the thing that, that got me. Just like, okay. <laughs> you have no eyebrows. That doesn't help. <laughs> I think there's like science behind the power of eyebrows and like how comfortable they make someone and how uncomfortable so, you are when someone doesn't have them. But is that the character or is that the actor honestly i don't know i i don't know <laughs> well she she really did fit as that character in guardians she did and i think she fit in this one i think she played it pretty well um they just made her character so weird no she has eyebrows well, yeah, she was just pretty much most of the muscle for the uh, villain team. Right. But, um, I mean, the moments that I enjoyed were some of the comedic relief moments with Melissa McCarthy just falling off things or um, a couple of jokes here and there. Her and the crab guy had this weird relationship where they had some chemistry. Right. I don't know. I don't know how, but yeah, they had something. It it all started with that whole gas station robbery. 
but mid mid scene, they have a dance break in her imagination for some reason. Um, like well, they're she's ice skating through the air, right? <laughs> uh, like who was that? Idea? Was that? Was that? I don't know. I mean, it was kind of funny, but really dumb. Really dumb. Uh, and Octavia Spencer, she doesn't really get much in this movie. No, she's not a comedic actor, so it didn't. It didn't quite fit. Didn't quite work. I mean. My, probably my favorite movie that she's in, I don't know if you've seen it, is called The Shack. Did we talk about that one? I'm not sure if we did. I don't uh, think so. No, it's based on a book. And essentially it's about this father who, whose daughter was kidnapped and killed. And he has a hard time letting it go and goes off into the woods alone where she was kidnapped. And in the wilderness, he encounters God. Um, in the three parts, God, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, right? But in this interpretation, it's based on a book, I believe. It's, I think it's a true story. Um, but in this interpretation, God comes to you in whatever form is most pleasant or um, one that you're really most willing to like, listen to and accept. And in that version, she is God for most of the film. Um, at a certain point, he, God changes into a different character, but... Um, she plays God, and it's like so good, right? It's it's serious, it's emotional, it's right up her alley. Um, this not not the same, not the same thing. Even when she was mad at Emily um, for getting in the chair and everything, like she she didn't play mad very well either. Didn't quite come across. She still felt really sweet, and I guess she played pretty, pretty well in Ma. She's pretty creepy, but um, yeah, I, I like that movie. Yeah, but comedy is, didn't. This version of comedy didn't quite feel too fitting. No, I guess it's just not her type of genre. Yeah, there, there was a lot of scenes where she was supposed to be upset with Melissa McCarthy for just being stupid, right. and it just still came across nice. <laughs> she still felt <laughs> nurturing. Um, very calm and collected. Yeah, she didn't play angry very well. Even when she's upset that Melissa McCarthy is having her daughter play Fortnite, which, I mean, she shouldn't be mad about that. Um, still nice. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she was just sleepwalking through this one. Um, just collecting a check from Netflix, but I don't know. Just collecting that check. She didn't have to do much. I mean, in half the scenes, I mean, she's not there because she's invisible. <laughs> so, yeah. She didn't have to do much. She was invisible. You know, we, we needed that, that Ma, I mean, that Octavia Spencer from Ma, you know, that, that older woman who has more behind that is more is more than how do you say it more than meets the eye something like that yeah um we could have we could have used a deeper story something maybe she she could have been the bad guy maybe she could have turned on the team maybe she should have been the mayor candidate i don't know like in uh zootopia the sweet little lamb behind it all um <laughs> so maybe well, they, they needed they, a good they, twist 
they did have a mole in the team, but it was quickly taken care of. Right, right. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. The little parts of the story that actually make it a story, not that interesting, not that out of the ordinary. Um, it's really just a collection of jokes. <laughs> How would this compare to a Tyler Perry movie? Oof. I mean, Madea movie, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah, um, better wigs. Uh, <laughs> first off, um, no, I think it. I think it did better than that. Um, it, at least, Melissa McCarthy's character was more fitting um, and was the right acting choice, actor choice for that. Um, the, the plot was there. They didn't also try to warp in some kind of deep um, lesson of any kind. I, I wouldn't say there's really a lesson in here. Um, so it wasn't trying to be more than it is, which I appreciate. Um, there was no, like, find the hero within. No, it was just, you know, get these powers and uh, be at the best place. <laughs> they didn't even try to do, like, a, a brains over bronze type thing. Um yeah, it was simple, which was good. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But I think it'll be quickly forgotten by a lot of people in the long list of superhero movies. Oh, yeah. And I, and I also think this isn't something that I, I yes, Netflix listed as a comic book and superhero movie, um, but it is very much a comedy and there happens to be some super elements to it, the same way that Ghostbusters is a comedy, and it happens to be about ghosts. Like, it's not a supernatural film, though. Um, so I wouldn't even put it in that category. Yeah, I mean, it's an okay movie. Um, I think a lot of people will find some of the jokes funny and some of the jokes not funny, but... Right. I think you can get a couple laughs here or there from this. Um, it's not absolutely awful, but no. it's nothing that you ha haven't seen before. I would agree. I mean, definitely some easy tropes. Um, when it came to the bad guy, the superhero jokes, um, nothing too new. Friends fighting, getting back together. Um, probably the most hilarious joke was the grandmother towards the end when they, when they go to tell her that um, they're a superhero team and she goes, wait, I've been in this moment for all of my life. Like it's finally here. And she's like, you're a couple. And she swears <laughs> that they are lesbians and they are together now. And they're like, that's not what this is. <laughs> We're superheroes. And she's so disappointed. She's like, uh, just give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> that She's was like, I did not see coming. Oh no, nobody would have saw that coming. Um, <laughs> she was kind of disappointed that it wasn't that. Right. She was like, oh, "I already knew you were superheroes." Like, come on, <laughs> everybody watches TV. Right, I watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, why doesn't anybody come after them? Yeah, they don't have that problem, and I think it's because maybe because the. Um, you know, there's not really organized crime besides the ma the mayor candidate. Um, 
besides him, everyone's just kind of rogue on their own. So there's not really a need to form an alliance against them. Um, that could be it. I'm just saying everybody knows their faces. Um, they should at least know Octavia Spencer. She has this big giant building. Yeah. I um, guess if anything, um, that's maybe an interesting thing that happens in traditional comic movies that maybe isn't so cut and dry. Like it doesn't have to happen that way. You didn't have to have an intern you fired three years ago who's mad at you and falls into a vat of toxic things and comes back to haunt you. Like you could just be out here doing your thing, <laughs> just being great um, and taking care of business. You don't have to form enemies. That's true. But I mean, if you're trying to stop them, you, you, you're you going to form an enemy. This is, I mean, yeah, there, there could be people who uh, try to attack them. Um, but they def- they definitely didn't um, bring that up. Didn't make it that kind of film. Yeah, and the police really don't matter until the end of the movie. Um, whenever they take out the king. And also, Melissa McCarthy really didn't have to sacrifice herself for that bomb. I mean, she ended up surviving. But there's a big giant lake out there that she could have thrown the, b- the bomb into. Right, she could have dropped it there on her own. On its own, without jumping in. Not sure. I mean, but they had to make a dramatic moment. I'm sure the budget wasn't amazing, so it needed to be right there. Um, and it didn't mean anything anyway. It was all fine. So, <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a second where I thought she was dead. <laughs> like, no, come on. She's not going to die. No, my favorite part was, you know, they put, they're putting the blanket over her as if she was dead. No one checked on her. No one did vitals. No one did CPR. None of that. They just put the blanket on her and they said, oh, no, stop. And they just stopped and walked away. That's not, that's not how you treat a dead body, even if she was. It's <laughs> not how that happens. So did they drag her body out or she was just sitting there? They just faded and it, she was laying on the ground. <laughs> no idea how they found her. Somehow Octavia Spencer's character did not see her. Until they're about to put the blanket over her, so she didn't see them drag her out or however she got out. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they didn't check because you would still have a pulse. Yeah, she should have drowned. Really, no one checked, <laughs> and the crowd wasn't sad. Like they weren't like mourning or anything. They were excited when she woke up, but I couldn't tell they knew she was dead or thought she was dead because no one was reacting. <laughs> they, they just reacted when necessary right they looked for the cue card behind the camera that said clap applause <laughs> silence yeah um, I think the king his power is kind of vague of course he has super strength but I'm not sure what else besides that his eyes do light up and he has this this special move called like a bear hug or something. Right. We just crushes people. Like what is it? Kane? WWE? Can you do that? <laughs> oh, no, it was, I don't know. I didn't really watch you know, wrestling. It was um oh, I forgot his name. He could barely speak English. Big dude. Uh 
I think the only one I can think of is, is the uh, Mysterio guy. I think that's no. what his name is. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. This character squished Rey Mysterio's head till it bled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the day I, I knew wrestling was fake. Um, I was like, they just murdered that man on TV. There's a blood coming from his head. He just got squished. And then he came back next week. And I was like, something's wrong here. And then Chris Benoit in real life killed his entire family. And I was like, oh. is this is this a part of the show? And then it was on no. CNN. And I was like, oh. And they just, they never got back to that. They just glossed over that. <laughs> the show must go on. The show, it went on. And it's still <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, I guess that's how The Rock crossed over so well. I, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but any other thoughts before we give it a rating? Well, um, I think Thunder Force is like, it's a cute movie. It's funny because it's not necessarily for kids, but it has that kid comedy vibe. Um, It's definitely for adults, middle, young, old. Um, Kids can watch it. They'll think it's funny, Um, but it is not a kid's movie, Um, which I think is a hard balance to strike because you could, it could feel like that movie about, remember the hamsters? Was it G-Force? Is that? I feel like this can. <laughs> I didn't watch can, that. You, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. And a Tracy Morgan. You gotta watch it. Um, no, I'm good. You, <laughs> I already turned you like on. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> you know, there's just some comedians that you just can't get with, and he's one of them. Well, he's it. It's great. Um, I feel like this could easily get confused for that movie. What's that movie again? With the, with the, is it G Force? Thunder yeah, Force. that's what you said. <laughs> I feel like they can definitely get confusing. Um, and that one has, of course, more of a kid's vibe. Or like Zoom. Remember that one? It's called Zoom. It was like the four kids. that show? No. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> that's a very good show. It's a classic show. Um, but that show has inspired crafts around the country. <laughs> and things to do in the middle of the summer when everyone's at work. <laughs> And your <laughs> but no, there was a movie called Zoom. I think is either Zoom or Boom. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Another had... show, PBS Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zoom was a uh, 2006 superhero film. Um, it was actually about a guy named Jack who went by Zoom. I think he was super fast or something like that. But um, he retired, and they're putting together a new superhero force. And they were just random kids around the world who had powers. Like, it's not explained. Um, and it, it has, like, it plays off of the Fantastic Four a little bit with different powers and abilities. Um, but it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good movie. Um, this has some of those vibes in it. Um, but, again, it, it's still an adult movie, which is pretty Pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think kids can enjoy this film. Um, they probably might enjoy it the most. I mean, it doesn't really get explicit in its words or profanity. So I think some kids can catch on to it. Um, but for most adults, they might find it funny or they might not um, because there's really nothing to the story. It's mainly comedy. Yeah, it is. It is slapstick. 
It is jokes. Um, it is not anything deeper serious. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise. And the highest is a banger. So how'd you rate the film, the Netflix original film, Thunder Force? I would rate this one uh, probably a mid to low level background noise. Um, Not even a range? I, <laughs> it's hard. I don't want to say it's low. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll say mid, mid background noise. Um, <laughs> nothing more. I mean, there's nothing deep here. It's funny. I love Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy, Jason Bateman, who was a crab guy. I love his movies. Um, so it's funny. It's neat to see them in these different kinds of roles. Um, but it is background noise. <laughs> yes, literally background noise. Um, but I want to give it a little background noise. Um, I'm not as fond of Melissa McCarthy as you. I mean, I'm not a hater or anything, right? but she's not one of my favorite actors. Um, and she does bring the slapstick comedy, which I do enjoy, um, because it's just her just flying around. It's just funny to look at. Right. But <laughs> besides that, um, some of her jokes don't really land for me. Uh, it doesn't look like Octavia Spencer was given much to work with. Um, I kind of did enjoy the King guy because he was just killing his henchmen left and right. Um, so he was really reckless. And uh, Jason Bateman, I think he was enjoyable here and there. Um, his character was useless. Useless as far as a villain. But I didn't mind the, the daughter. I think she did well. Um, I think she's pretty young. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's not too bad, but, you know, it's a little background noise. Right. And it's, it's not that it's a bad movie at all. I think it's a great movie. Um, great. <laughs> great. Hold okay. on. All right. That Hold love on. for Melissa McCarthy is going too far now. <laughs> when I say it's a great movie, I don't mean like it's like, you know, this isn't going to be studied. This isn't going to break the bank. This isn't going to, you know, not, not great like that. I think it is a classic watchable movie nothing fancy it's just something nice to watch on net on netflix um and you won't be mad for for watching it it's not overly stupid or doesn't make you know it's not one of those i think it's a solid film <laughs> yeah i mean one that you'll watch and forget about the next second <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll think back some of those jokes randomly you just laugh to uh, yourself. Maybe, maybe, depending on the person. But yeah, you're not going to get mad at this. Um, it's a very generic superhero film. Um, really, I don't even know if it meets that level. Because you know how we have the Marvel and DC yeah. movies and how we rate those. I don't know if it lives up to that. I would say, I, I wouldn't say it's a superhero film. I would just say it's a comedy. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, it's, it's not even satire. Movie. It's just a comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. 
it's it's not it's really it seems like most of the superhero films are trying to become more than just a superhero film yeah you know it just happened to have superheroes in it right and this is that same type but less of the superheroes yes i would agree because also it's not even a big deal she she developed a serum to make people superhumans and no one cares like that's not on the news <laughs> that you can just take a pill and a shot and be super no one cares yeah where's the government right it's to... not like what is that power it's not like a project power it's not like that oh yeah if you were fighting to get it no one cares <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that uh netflix is making these superhero films oh left and right <laughs> Well, I think Project Power was a better film than this one. I would agree. It's more compelling. More going on. Better action. Yeah, better action. Had a story, a plot. Yeah, I would say that one's better. But this one, not too bad. Um, but any final thoughts? Uh, Definitely give it a watch. If you're bored, have nothing else to do, want to watch something funny, uh... Definitely worth an hour and 47 minutes, I think. <laughs> well, I say go ahead and watch it before it gets out of the rotation of the most popular movies on Netflix because it won't <laughs> stay there for long. <laughs> it's number one right now. Yep, yeah, for right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or it disappears, as as it leaves. disappears yeah. in the background of, of Netflix. Yeah, as soon as it leaves, nobody's going to think about it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's funny how Netflix is like blockbusters, front row DVDs, and the stuff that's lost in the uh, store stock room, all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have some forgettable movies. Yeah, lots. Most of them are forgettable. <laughs> the fact that they can narrow down a top ten on a on a platform with probably millions of films. Most of them are forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more, but uh, yeah, that's wow. They have a lot of films. Um, For no reason. No reason. <laughs> to make money, you know, you got to bring in more subscribers. I guess, and there's so many different categories. It's just like. There comes a point where you just got too many options, but I'm not, I'm not complaining. I don't want less. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like whenever I'm looking for something, I'm like, oh, so much to look through. I just want to get to one and focus on that one. Because, I mean, time is limited. I can't be spending time trying to go through all these movies or TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if, if it's, there's so much on Netflix and nothing at the same time. <laughs> for me i just have to choose wisely i can't get invested into too much um most times i'm multitasking but that does it for us at any reviews thank you everybody for listening make sure to check out our other platforms including youtube instagram and twitter which will all be linked in the description and you can also click on our message link to send us a message and get featured on the show and thanks for listening